Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see new movies, or at this point in the year, movies. <laughs> we see movies and then we we talk about them with you, the listener. We try and keep our opinions put into a little box that has a skull on it that says don't open until, until it's time for the hot take. And then uh, here I am, I'm opening the box. And uh, it's full of opinions on movies. And then our faces melt off. And then our faces melt off. And now I'm dead. Um, this is not the only podcast I do on Story Screen. If you're listening to this, there's a whole other there's other stuff on the website. Go to the website. Check out other stuff on the website. Listen to more podcasts. But this podcast, we're here to talk about a movie. My name's Robbie Anderson. I'm the guy who talks. And I'm joined by another guy who talks, Jeremy Kolodzetsky. What's How you up? Doing? What's up? I'm yeah. great. Good as I can be. Yeah, I mean, you know, everything fucking sucks, but we're we're alive. We are alive. (laughs) And we're We're alive right now. And we're healthy for the most part. Yeah, speak for yourself. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. I apologize. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't I didn't know. Um Jeremy, we're uh, we're here to talk about a cool documentary that you actually put on my radar. I didn't really know anything about it until you mentioned it the other day. Yeah. And I was uh, immediately intrigued by its premise, but we're here to talk about uh, Feels Good, Man. Feels a Good, Man. Feel, feels Good, Feels Goodman. Mm-hmm. Feels Goodman? Um, yeah, so it's it's a it's a documentary that... Fo- it's, uh, it's all about the creation and... Uh, spun out, out of control nature of probably one of the most prolific images in modern internet culture, Pepe the Frog. Um, and yeah, uh, this documentary fucking rocks. But Jeremy, what's your what's your hot take on Feels Good Man? Yeah, so uh, I've been following this movie for a little while. This year, I've been very much looking forward to it coming out. It got a lot of buzz at uh, Sundance and it's been getting like a lot of buzz at all these other festivals and it finally came out to public normie VOD consumption uh, <laughs> earlier this month and I had to I, I sat down and I just I just gobbled it up and yeah um, what interested me in it so much is that like how can you tell such a compelling story about a meme you know, right? It's like I feel like in today's culture we kind of take uh, memes for granted in in a strange way, and we don't really think about the stories about where they came from. Because I mean, for the most part, most memes don't come from an interesting story. But Pepe the Frog is so ubiquitous in our culture that the story it comes from had had to be interesting in some way, and how it mutated into something else in some ways it mutated into something beautiful and hilarious and but in other ways it absolutely did not and what keeps uh feels good man so compelling and so interesting is one how the 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 filmmaking quality of this documentary is tremendous It's, it's it's it has no right to be as good as it is, but I just I feel like it's a thing I say a lot about a lot of movies because maybe I have low expectations. But this movie fucking rocks. Yeah, it looks so good. It's tremendously entertaining. It moves at such a brisk pace. It never focuses on um like one subject for too long to the mm. point where that subject becomes uh, uninteresting. It tells you exactly 
as much as you need to know about one one particular thing, and it moves on, and it moves on very smoothly. Yeah, and then also, you know, it's uh, the the in-between moments with the animations, like the Pepe the Frog animations that are done for this movie are are incredible. They're like some mixture of like disgusting Ren and Stimpy pop art mixed with this world that uh, the the artist um, Matt Fury created with his like kind of original characters, people, these characters that uh, are not as famous as Pepe. But uh, yeah, like I loved uh, the thing that really struck me personally about the movie is all the all the art that was like created for it, mm-hmm. uh, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, and and the other thing I'll bring up that makes this documentary so compelling is that it's not just about a meme. At the end of this, at the end of the day, this documentary is about a person, and it's about this person named Matt Fury and how his creation like got away from him in a way. And, and uh, Matt Fury is such an interesting guy. He's so he's so sweet. He's so gentle. Yeah. He's he's so easy to root for. He's has he has this naivete to him, which can get a little uh, frustrating because you like you really want to root for him and you really want to win. And it's it's this documentary is partially about him just like coming to terms and just trying to like understand just what the hell kind of situation he got himself into. And he, it's not even a situation that he really controlled. Cause that's the thing yeah. about the internet is like, once it get, gets out there, once something you put out there, like gets into the hands of the internet, who knows what can happen? Yeah, no, it's very true. And um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. He is, he is very, he is very sweet. He is, very easy to root for. I didn't even like so much get frustrated with them as much as like frustrated with the situation where it's like, yeah, this totally. guy was trying to just be, be nice. You know, he's just trying to be like a chill dude. And like, you know, we'll stay away from as typical hot takes fashion. We'll try and stay away from like spoilers about the movie. Right. I think there are specific moments and like things to get into, but just in like the vague conversations, it is really one of the most like compelling documentaries I've ever seen. Uh, and then, you know, kind of my, my personal investment in it is not super, um, I'm not like an internet culture guy. Uh, you know, I really like Twitter. I was very much sure. a part of like the, the Tumblr, uh, zeitgeist in, in, uh, like 2010, 2014 area before they took away all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but you know, I've never been like a 4chan guy. I'm very rarely even on Reddit. So like, you know, those, those kind of like those cultures on these like forum based websites have never been my thing, but of course, but of course, you know about Pepe, you know, of course you know about Pepe. But for me, I was just like, I think he was just created by some dumbass who made, who then it became, you know, this kind of like alt-right racist meme at one point. But now seeing the full story, it's really, uh, really paints a different picture for me. It's, 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 I don't know how much, how, how much do you know about, how much did you know about all this before, going to the movie or what's your relationship even with like internet culture in general and uh, in general in general jeremy <laughs> well i wouldn't call myself a meme lord like someone in the mm. credits of this movie is credited as i don't know if you noticed that in the credits meme lord? <laughs> yeah there's there's someone in in the credits who's called a meme lord that's, that's i think great. that's the first time i've ever seen that in a movie credits and mm-hmm. might not be the last who knows that's um true. Yeah, I'm like somewhat familiar with Pepe the the Frog. I uh I didn't know he came from a, a comic strip. I just yeah. I just knew 
that you know i remember feels good man the 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 initial like meme and when it came out in like the early 2010s and how it got spread around and how it got morphed into something else i thought it uh, originated from 4chan but watching this documentary uh, it obviously did not uh, and, it really came um, from from myspace i guess <laughs> yeah i do remember uh around the 2016 election mostly and how pepe the frog uh like kind of became a, a weird symbol for the uh the alt-right and how it became yeah. a uh like a like a hateful symbol but i didn't really know the origins of why this fucking little frog became a symbol of hatred so this the documentary goes into the origins of that and it's actually really interesting how it came about and it's pepe the frog becoming um a symbol of hatred is wasn't even like an intentional thing at first without going into details it seems like what happened is that uh you know with a lot of things on the internet people just didn't understand the concept of irony and they took things that were supposed to be ironic and it made it unironic and it got to the point where it just became real and it became like hateful yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a level of people like not understanding irony. I think there's also like in the in the movie and what happened to Pepe as like a as like an intellectual property. I think there's like some level of um of like trying to like bend irony to kind of be a smokescreen for you to do whatever you want. That's true too. You know, I think that's that's kind of the thing. And and I think, you know, I think that's something that like I've struggled with like having friends who are like kind of more into internet culture and they're like posting these things or doing like as far as i understand like shit posting and things like that right i never kind of understood it and then also like you know seeing maybe offensive memes borderline racist memes and people being like oh well it's like satire or it's irony and i was like i don't really get it i guess and, I, and this movie kind of like Without trying to glorify it in any way, if anything, it's very critical on this idea. But the the concept of of you know what seems to be mostly a demographic of young men uh, having finding an outlet where they can kind of just be as shitty as they want to be, um, but then using irony as kind of like a, a veil or a mask to kind of do that. And this mask kind of took shape as as Pepe for quite some time. It's almost like Pepe kind of replaced the Guy Fox mask. The V for Vendetta. A little bit. <laughs> Guy Fox mask. Like, that was, like, the big thing in, like, the, the 2000s. But it seems right. like Pepe the Frog has, has suitably replaced the Guy Fox mask in the uh, I mean, in the, the, the Guy Fox mask has also has changed uh, meaning even now in, like, 2020 or even before that with, like, Anonymous and, and things like that. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's, yeah, Pepe. It's, yeah. it's, it's tragic in a way because, um, you know, initially Pepe was, like supposed to be used as like this relatable thing where these like these young men who were on the internet and like felt lonely um used pepe as as a way to like cope and feel lonely together but just over time it just shaped into something much worse yeah it's very uh, you know i i'm still kind of like flabbergasted by the evolution of it and you know this idea that you know there are these men who are kind of like you know, somehow both like 
aware and ignorant to toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're critical of the elements of toxic masculinity that are just like, you know, you if you feel sad, you should you sh- you uh, should be allowed to show emotion as a man. You shouldn't have to hide it or bury it and have it come out in bad ways. Whereas, like you know, a lot of like, you know. Uh, archaic male culture is, is for you to do quite the opposite. And and so and you have to be manly, whatever that means and things like that. These like kind of gender roles that are uh, assigned to our, our cultural mindset because of what our dicks do. But, um, you know, w- the movie kind of like originally like explains that there's these group of young, of young men who, who don't feel that way, who, who, who want to be able to express themselves. But then, it turns into this like herd mentality to where they right. start, you know, othering and hating the things that, you know, seeking almost vengeance against the people that make them feel this way, the quote unquote normies. So it's, it is really tragic because there's like some kind of like really gooey soft center that is sweet, a sweet filling, but is coated in uh, the worst cake. Yeah. It's the worst. It's like the worst Twinkie. It, is what I'm trying the, to say. The worst flavored Twinkie. The, the worst flavored Twinkie. Yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> been in the microwave for just a little bit too long. Too much. Too much microwave in this Twink. Mm. <laughs> 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 Oof. Yeah, and that's partially due to Pepe's just like sheer popularity and how it uh, grew out of 4chan and into the, uh, as the documentary calls it, normie culture. And instead of uh, them taking it as an opportunity to relate and to be more personable with the people that uh, they claim bullied them, they try to take it away from them. It's like, no, this belongs to us. Yeah, it doesn't belong to them at all. I mean, also, you know, very much the movie's uh, talking a lot about or starting a conversation about, like, you know, intellectual properties and and who owns them (laughs) and... And you know, I, it really, it really kind of boils down to if um, uh, Matt Fury, like, if he was more, if he kind of was less apathetic about it in the beginning, he actually would have been able to kind of grab the reins of it, right? Um, uh, but the thing is, like, he also, like, how could he possibly? The movie really positions Pepe, and like, you know, I think again, like for me, like, it kind of like grabs you by the face and be like. This is one of the craziest things that's ever happened in our history. Like our history of like of like like in like human culture, like the fact that this thing started as this and how it has gone through this like insane journey is pure like madness. That, it's pure insanity. That's like that's what the best documentaries do is that they, they yeah, they yeah. take you by the face and they convince you full stop that this is the craziest thing that's ever happened ever. <laughs> and that's how it keeps you engaged. That's true. Well, they did, they did a good job because I was just like, "Damn, this shit's crazy." Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe it, man. And, uh, and also, like, you know, I, I, I wish I knew more about the, like, the save. Well, I guess maybe this is like spoiler territory, but the, the things that have been done to try and reclaim Pepe, I wish I knew more about when they're happening. Yeah, like. Like when it was happening, like in real time. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure they tried to keep that like as under the table as possible, because like yeah. you know, if that got too public, who knows what how 4chan would have like responded to like yeah, you know that's true to Matt Fury, uh, like trying to take the reins of Pepe back, because because like 4chan has been known to like dox people and do some pretty heinous shit. 
to to people who try and get in 4chan's way so i think i think uh matt fury and his associates his lawyers and whatnot were just trying to keep him and his family out of harm's way true you know yeah it's also just a shame that like you know i i think that 4chan just seems so irony sick that i don't really know how it's like poisoned all their brains yeah, and I don't think there's an antidote. I no. mean, the, the the film does not position that there's an antidote, really. Because it's kind of like, it's turned into this, like, you know, it's it's not just, like, a few people. It's, like, thousands of people in this, like, sick mindset of, you know, I think it's, it's really, like, hate. And it's also, like, you know, like, is it racist? Maybe. Is it, like, trying to put, like, people in a position of power? Like, I don't know. But it, it's, at the end of the day, it's kind of just, like, really sick, like, nihilism, you know? Like, really just, like... Like you know, uh, irony for irony's sake, things like that. Like you know, trying to trying to do something just to see if they can do it, trying to push something to see if they can do it, and then the sense of accomplishment when they quote unquote succeed. You know, it's just uh, it's really and then, and then at the end of the day, they're kind of like f- faceless and you know this, this millipede of internet evil. I don't really know. Motherfucking kids are just bored. You know, they got yeah. nothing else going on. And so they want to accomplish something, and what they what they want to do, they they think they're the fucking Joker, and they just want to cause chaos, ha, with, without ha, any uh, without any like repercussions. Because you know how can they get any repercussions? Because they're anonymous. No one knows it's them. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's, yeah, it's, I just um, it makes me sad, man. Yeah. I mean, this documentary made me very happy by the end of it, but I was. It just makes me sad kind of knowing, like, you know, there's these people out there, which, you know, I'm like, they they could, I want them to be able to kind of, like, be helped, but they're just kind of in this, like, echo chamber. Yeah. I do appreciate the level of maturity this uh, this documentary has in multiple ways. One, like you mentioned, like, it doesn't really provide a solution to something it doesn't really know the answer to. Yeah, which I feel like when documentaries fall short, it's it's because of that. It's trying to like provide a solution that isn't really real. And mm. another thing that I appreciate is that it um it doesn't really talk down to the audience in any way, shape, or form. Like it knows that if you're watching this, you have like some familiarity with the internet, and it doesn't try to like uh, condescendingly explain to you like what 4chan is or like what's the internet. Or if like you know, yeah, anything. I mean, if any, anything like that. I think if anything, they they really position, um, kind of like these historians and, um, you know, uh, historians and and just kind of like uh, higher. What is the word I'm looking for? Well, yeah, they take these like yeah, uh, yeah, these arbiters of meme history yeah, that exactly. I never would have thought existed. These are some of the most interesting parts of the documentary, and like you know, they 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 do they they treat the audience as you know like they treat the audience as intelligent people, which is always good. I think mm-hmm. always like good for a documentary to do, and they and they kind of are like you know they they break into it being like you know it's not just like there's this one meme and like what a meme is. They're just like well, this is kind of what memes really mean in in culture and we have these figureheads that can really explain right it's culture what culture is yeah and and then like you know the guy who talks about like cultural magic is like my favorite fucking <laughs> want to read his book that shit seems so crazy yeah because he seemed very like on the money about all of it and i was like i want to read this guy's shit 
you know, thinking about it now, it might seem like a silly concept for some that like, oh, it's just like we're studying the history of memes. That's that's so silly. Memes are such like a throwaway Internet joke. But I feel like at the end of the day, looking back, a lot of ways we can like understand and comprehend just what the hell was going on through people's minds. Uh, looking back at this time, like 20, 30 years from now, is is to look at memes. Yeah, and we also, we really have, like, all the, we have more of the receipts than we ever have been able to have before. Exactly. You know, everything is on the internet still. Uh, this, this you know, live document that we all engage with, for better or for worse. Memes are like the modern library of Alexandria. Yeah. You know? That's fucked That's fucked up. <laughs> In in a in a weird that way, shit, that shit's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it can all burn up just just like that, unless we have all the backups. It's true. Uh, well, yeah. so I think uh, it's time for us to start. You know, talking about specifics. Sure. You have anything else? Do uh, you, you recommend people see this? Movie? Absolutely. Or, yeah. It's where does where does this stack up in like maybe you know some of your favorite movies of twenty twenty. Oh, it's it's definitely up there. Unfortunately, my f- list of favorites for 2020 is a, is a little bit uh, dry. Not too yeah, n- not <laughs> not too much. Uh, this year that's that's come out. Unfortunately, has uh, really compelled me all that much. There are a few exceptions, like I'm sure uh, dedicated listeners has have heard my uh, ravings about uh, Defy Bloods. Right, but um, I really like Invisible Man. So yeah, Invisible Man was also <laughs> cool. uh, really awesome. But yeah. yeah, this 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 really uh, stacked up for me. This was this is a really compelling watch, and I'm I'm excited to like go back and watch it again, and just like take in like a lot more of the details, a lot of the stuff so I met, a lot of the stuff that I've uh, that I missed because um, this this documentary throws a lot at you. And it th- it throws a lot at you, but I I do agree that it's very good that uh you know it's it's a very good uh, roller coaster ride mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it straps you in well for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I think this is one of my favorite movies of 2020 easily. I, I think it's it's very high on on my list. Uh, we do have some heavy heavy as you know 2020 is a hell of a year, but as normal years go, there are some some bangers of movies coming in the later months. Um. I really want to see Regina King's movie. That shit looks good. I'm looking forward um, to uh, David Fincher's Mank. That's the one I'm ooh, looking for. I don't for. know much about that's, that. Uh, that's uh, David Fincher's uh, biopic about Herman Mankiewicz, who is the screenwriter for Citizen Kane. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, cool. <laughs> uh, David Fincher's first movie entirely shot in black and white, too. Yeah, so, so I'm getting for that, look, too. That's going to look real good. But feels good, man. Really good, man. Hi, I highly recommend it. I, I'm yeah. saying this now because uh, it's it's worth going out and pausing this podcast to go watch it because uh, getting hearing all this information for the first time through the documentary is 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 a hell of a ride. Yeah, don't let us spoil it for you. Definitely go go see the movie. Um, I, it, it's it's important. It's you know I don't think we really kind of talked about like it. It's actually like it's I think it's an it's like an important film. Like I think yeah. it's something that everyone should really be seeing right now. Um, and yeah, and I think that it's 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 urgent almost that you see it. Yeah, uh, listeners, it, it is that good. It's uh, it helps you know your shit. 
it's put a lot into context of what's happened in the last four yeah. years. I'll yeah. say, in yeah, in, I agree in, with in, that. in a in a funny way, it's like it's not the soul like um like. Like, like epicenter of like the chaos that's ensued, but it helps bring like some kind of understanding from a certain perspective of like how 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 chaotic shit has been. Yeah, uh, well said. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll be right back to talk more about you know Pepe where he goes and and give you some some analysis on feels good man. We'll be right back. Okay. And we're back to spoil this movie. Yeah, um, which yeah. is which is you know it's interesting to spoil a documentary because if you I mean, if you saw this happen in real time as it was happening, it's not it's not real. It's it, it, yeah, it's a spoiler, I guess. In a in a way, I'd be I'd be curious to meet someone who may know a lot about all these things, but could know everything this movie covers because it really like covers so many different facets of this one meme. Like, you know, from like, you can know that it was start from this comic, comic strip. You can know it got away from the creator. You could even know that like Alex Jones really liked it, but could you know, it's like, you know, uh, like uh, the th- so the things that really surprised me about the movie, the things that I watched about the movie, that I was like, I didn't know that, and like it, it, it's a lot because I really didn't know a ton about any of this stuff. Right. You know, I didn't know about Matt Fury. I didn't know about um, it the 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 kind of creation of it. I feel like I might have heard the term "feels good man," but I don't think I've ever seen the comic strip, or or I don't remember. I don't know. It no. didn't make enough of like a, a impact on me. I, I've ne- um, I've definitely never heard Boys Club. Yeah, same. But it looks the things it that, looks really funny. It looks goofy. It looks like that kind of like uh, you know, like that gross pop art, you know, old school nineties Nickelodeon style, which I'm I'm here for one hundred percent. Um you know, I knew that I knew that there was some level of, of co opting to the meme. That it, it became something it wasn't necessarily designed to be. Right. And um but I didn't know like the levels that 4chan was um you know, memifying Trump and then also like you know, their goal to just get like the meme to kind of like come to fruition, uh I didn't know. At least not to that level. You know, I know I knew that there was like you know, people being like, oh, I just want to vote for Trump to see kind of what fucking happens, you know. But I didn't know it was like to this extent of just pure like nihilistic intent is just like i don't give a fuck about yeah. anything yeah uh, i didn't know about the neats the n-e-e-t oh folks. i kind of wish i didn't know about that yeah. to be honest. <laughs> it seems like uh some radical shit that man. that that part really like got under my skin a little bit yeah. like you when you think about people who go on 4chan you kind of have this image of what you think they look like and but you know, sometimes you think, "Oh, that's just like a stereotype." They don't, they don't really live like that. But to actually like see it with your own two eyes, that lifestyle is like confirmed right in front of you. It like it 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 it, it really sh- it really shook me a little bit. It's a nightmare, man. And, uh, and it, you know, that's just they only show you like one or two of like what these people live like. But you the the one guys in the documentary like kind of the whole time, right? 
The, yeah, there's that there's me. that there's that kid that they interviewed. What was his name again? I don't know. He's one. He's an edge lord as far as yeah I'm the concerned. the, the <laughs> edge lord kid. They uh, mm-hmm. they interviewed him and they like. I'm glad that the documentary like actually the filmmakers were mature enough to actually like just kind of film what he's saying and like not really like demonize like what he's saying like right in front of him. No, and they also don't really make you have like that much empathy for him no no yeah no definitely not you're allowed to kind of like present your own opinion like i thought he fucking sucked i thought he was a dick but like that's that that you know i don't think the documentary swayed me either way i think it just kind of was like this is what this guy's like yeah with with matt Um, matt fury the the documentary definitely wants to uh picture him in a very sympathetic light but it seems like this uh this little edgelord kid they they so they def- they definitely showed him a bit like more objectively and at arm's length is like uh we wanted to get this kid's perspective but like don't think we're uh, we're supporting what he's saying right yeah and then you know I didn't know about like the Doug Jones connection I didn't even know that Richard Spencer had the Pepe meme Alex Jones? that time he got fucking yeah I didn't know any of that you said Doug Jones oh I said Doug Jones <laughs> I didn't know that Doug Jones was a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. <laughs> It really changes my opinion on um, the fish movie. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> yeah. Alex Jones and um, and Richard Spencer having the Pepe pin and shit like that. And also, I didn't even know. I didn't remember or see Trump uh, retweeting himself as Pepe. Those things, like those, these, these is all new information to me, and uh, really helps paint a picture of like, oh, like. This thing has become just like a radical symbol of hate. Like, yeah, I think I I remember like seeing stuff like that specifically, not so much with with Trump, but definitely with uh, with Alex Jones. Like I yeah. I figured at the time he was just kind of like like uh, l- like being an opportunist with his fan base and just like revving up the whole right. Pepe thing. But like 2016 was such a like a chaotic time. That like I just saw all that stuff and was like not really phased by it, but looking back, that shit was was nuts. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, you know, I think one of the things that really uh, an- another uh, I almost said character, but real person that I that I think I hate can, is the you, the guy. You can say character when it comes to documentary. Like that's that's all right. Well, this person slash character that i did not like uh is the guy who was kind of like he the former like in uh I, I forget what his title was but he basically like was a part of the team that like kind of like infiltrated 4chan and kind of like made pepe memes kind of be or, or helped like guide pepe memes into like the trump campaign and things like that and like one of the things he said he's just like well i think that matt fury should be should be happy that his uh pedestrian work is a part of like he's a small part of a really greater thing. And I was like, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah. Fuck this guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of like my journey with it. Like I was very surprised. I, I did feel uplifted by the end of it as a good documentary. Yeah. It ends, it ends with a small <laughs> victory, but a victory nonetheless. Yeah. But yeah, Jeremy, what were, what were some of your like standout moments from, from the movie? Oh, just like, just, it's, just being with Matt Fury was just, it's just like felt like such like, he seems like he lives such like a calm and, and pleasant life despite all the shit that's happened to him. And like, I can't imagine like being in his headspace and seeing his uh, creation being like puppeted, like, like almost like a kid playing with a dead frog by, by like Alex Jones and Trump. Like I can't imagine 
like what he was going through at the time. It must have really messed with him in some way, but I really admire how he like just kind of stuck through it like like through thick and thin and tried to remain a like tried to remain positive yeah. and um you know yeah he was apathetic at first but I, I i do admire how he did like try and like gain some uh control out of it some standout moments were definitely the uh the 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 deposition videos between him oh and my God. and that how was crazy and alex yeah. jones uh how alex jones was like acting like a fucking kid in detention and uh, yeah. and Matt Fury, I can't, believe, I can't believe that they're doing this. To me. <laughs> and Matt Fury, like like kept his cool to a degree where it was like annoying the interviewer. Yeah, like like that that interviewer during the deposition was acting kind of like a piece of shit as well. I like, mean, I guess that's what he was explaining. They're trying to do like a good cop bad cop thing to to try and you know. I get that, but co- it seemed, coerce some it, level of truth. I guess it seemed I like know. almost unprofessional. Yeah, I you know, I don't know much about what those situations are like, but I am inclined to agree with you. Uh, yeah, it did seem like unprofessional and, and weird. Um, Shit looked like locker room bullying. <laughs> yeah, no, it was whack. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's crazy, and uh, yeah, I'm you know, again, like I, I said it in the in the spoiler free chunk, but like I I do understand why he didn't necessarily run out and try and save Pepe or, or reclaim Pepe in some way earlier. But, uh, and, and at the end of the day, I also don't think that like, it's his fault that it no. became this way. Cause again, because, like, how could you fucking know? Because but, like when you, you look know, at the memes, when, when mm-hmm. memes nowadays, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Let's get this point out real quick. Memes these days, like they, they come and go so fast. Like memes yeah. that were like the biggest thing in the world a month ago, like don't mean shit now. Like the internet moves on from meme to meme so quickly that I think Matt Fury just figured out, uh, like, oh, people are just gonna have their fun with Pepe, like it's just gonna pass over, and it's gonna be fine. But Matt Fury was unlucky enough that his that his creation became a meme and stayed a meme and mutated right. into something completely out of control. And like, yeah, I don't blame him. For not getting ahead of it, because how could he have? No- how could anyone have seen that shit coming? You know? No, it's it's one of like the biggest cultural phenomenons phenomenons in our in our life, and it's this frog cartoon, right? Know? Right. Um, you know, I I did like uh, learning about like the multiple ways that he kind of like the creative solutions he tried to have to save Pepe. I I really appreciated like. From TED Talks or TED esque talks to um, him trying to do like the the peace Pepe campaigns, right? To um, I mean, those are kind of the big ones, I guess. Or or when he even tried to kill Pepe himself, like tried to just kill the frog, and and how it kind of like at every step of the way he just was, you know, getting you know, yeah, s- steamrailed by these by these four chan users, and that was unfortunately kind of fruitless because a lot of those four chan kids didn't give a shit about the comic anyway. No, and they also are just like you know they, they don't give a shit about him as the creator of the thing, so they're just like, oh, now it belongs to us. The fact that you threw it away, and it's like, well, she she it, <laughs> god she damn it, it. it, they won again. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. uh, it's really it's it it it. it, it I really did feel for him, and like you know, and again, he's such like the nicest dude, and he has great taste in shirts, and like <laughs> he really does. 
You gotta you gotta respect the guy with those shirts. Mm-hmm. And uh and you know, he did really like I mean I'm sure he lost his cool at times, not on camera, but like, you know, he he really did just try and like kind of weather the storm in a lot of ways and you know uh, I think I think the 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 moment that kind of broke him a little bit is when they tried to make that fucking children's book. Oh God! Uh, yeah, and I was just like, "Fuck, that sucks!" Like, that's and also like, how could someone even get away with that? Like, well, thankfully they did making. Yeah, well, I mean, the physical version probably still exists. You can't sell it digitally though. No, which is again a small victory, but a victory nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to get his children's book that he made because the art in that looked really cool yeah yeah definitely definitely and the uh well going back to the animated sequences which you mentioned earlier they they, for one thing they look incredible and they're they're animated so beautifully and they're so colorful Mm -hmm. and they're so fun to look at but they do a great job of contextualizing like what happens within the story because like pretty much everything that happens in this documentary happens over the internet and uh you know, there's only so many ways to show things that happen on the internet in a really compelling way. Like a couple of years ago, we had Searching, which was which mm. is a really great example of of a movie where you're just looking at a computer screen, but uh, it uses really, um, really interesting cinematic techniques to keep you compelled while you're looking at a screen. But yeah. feels good, man. Takes the opposite approach and just like like reinterprets what happens but in a more bombastic and uh, yeah. colorful way, which which it uses Pepe, the image, as a way to, like, give emotional context. Yeah. And even, like, the even the moments with some of the motion graphics where they're showing kind of, like, uh, like threads. Mo- it's hard to explain, but it's very easy to understand when you're watching it. But, right. like, you know, like, uh, there's one clip that stands out to me where they're showing, like, multiple different, like, anonymous users and they're kind of like overlaying different posts but keeping anonymous like in the in the in the like uh the user like line of it and uh and like things like that the motion graphics showing kind of like how threads work in like a quicker space i thought were like some again like some of the more brilliant parts of the movie uh, outside of even just like the more interpretive crazy animation stylings just like the way that they communicate how like 4chan works right or like how, like like the like the momentum of a forum kind of like works and uh i, I thought those moments are really interesting also like terrifying you know like um the the frog scream noise i hated <laughs> yeah i did not i did not know that the uh that 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 call the re the re, the re uh, battle yeah. call actually came from a frog I thought that there. I think it's been uh, co-opted in another. There's like a bad. Trophy yeah, as well, but yeah. I thought. I sure. thought. It, I thought they were going to get into. It. I'm glad they they didn't. Or no. that the two are not synonymous. I was happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. thankfully. Yeah, because I was just like, I fucking hate these people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, but it's it's terrifically presented because like any any other documentary about the subject, I feel like would just present it with a bunch of talking heads just talking about it and that can be interesting for a while but i've seen quite a few like documentaries that are just a bunch of talking heads and that can just get like after a certain point that can get like really stale so yeah i mean it's very stylized and and they and they chose the right talking heads to do it right 
Right. Like it, they, I felt like they covered all their bases. Uh, again, like my 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 favorite dude is is kind of. Uh, I wish I wrote down his actual like title and what he did, but he he was the guy with the really long beard, and he kind of talked about like, you know, manifesting magic. Oh in yeah, ways, like, yeah. Manifesting things kind of through like this this idea of like cultural thought and like cultural like like wish. Um, dude was straight out of the fucking page master. Yeah, dude, and I was, <laughs> but like, I mean, he kind of, you know, I I kind of vibe with that. Like, I I do. You know, this kind of, like, cultural hive mind, like, kind of willing something into existence, like, like what what else is magic than that, you know? And then what else is, like, this way to kind of, like, present or uh, cast, like, that that spell, you know, that, 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 you know, it was almost like this weird internet seance to have Pepe leave the internet and become... Um, something in the real world, something like tangible in the real world. And, yeah. and to them, like the Pepe transmutating through the screen is, is Trump getting elected, you know? And it, and uh, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's the great, that's the craziest thing ever. And like, you know, kind of what you said earlier, like documentaries are, are designed to make you see these things as the most important things in our lives and shine a light on something, put a microscope or put something under a microscope. But it, I really, you know, I felt swayed to the point of fact where I was just like, that shit happened. They fucking did that, you know? <laughs> or like or like that avenue, that that highway of thought is like totally true to me. Well, the, um, the beautiful thing about it is that this is all so recent and it all happened on the internet. You can fact check this pretty easily. True. Yeah. yeah. I do I am curious what the what the edgelords would think of this documentary, but they probably just don't give a shit. Just, they don't give a shit about anything. Just, yeah, just go on the uh, the the TV and movie section of um of uh of four chan, and you'll probably find a thread about it somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I don't blame you. I don't, just from your morbid Actually, curiosity. Shit's the dark web to me. I don't fuck with that. <laughs> I don't fuck with that noise, man. I don't like it. Oof. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, 4chan seems like 4chan seemed like a scary place before this movie. It seems like a scarier place now. And it and it, like it's paced to the point where like if you just see like a a certain clip by itself in a bubble, it would just be like whatever. Like for example, the the clip with Hillary Clinton doing the speech and um and then someone shouting Pepe in the crowd right. like that that clip by itself would be just kind of like oh whatever that's stupid but in the context of the documentary it's fucking bone chilling yeah and then <laughs> it's bone yes i totally agree and then also like they get into the idea of them willing her her sickness or her falling and like them kind of just trying to will it into existence i definitely like, did not that's know crazy. about this that's crazy this fucking frog god thing and, that's what and i'm saying Keck. man i thought keck came from world of warcraft yeah, I didn't know. So yeah, that was another part. I was just like, "This is." I did not. Know I had no. I I had stuff. no idea that some four channers like worship this Egyptian frog god. That's yeah. that is insane. And it's like yeah, some are I, some are doing it ironically, but like we said earlier, like it's it's, it's like four chan is so irony poisoned that it just it comes to the point where it just like you, it's like that line between irony and reality yeah. is just so, is just so blurred in that culture. I think also. I think some of the moments, you know, we, we may have glossed over is is the uh, is the shootings and like oh, the violence yeah. that Pepe has kind of uh, inspired. Uh, like, oh my god! I think that was really like, you know, 
hit me in, in a certain way like it was really disgusting uh and then even to move past that to like pepe dollars like as a cryptocurrency like i didn't even know that was <laughs> not only did i know that was real this, it's also just the most insane thing this, i've ever this seen documentary just just throws one insane thing at you after another yeah and then just kind of like well we have to move on it's, to the next it's it's jam-packed insane thing yeah i was just like what and yeah, that's that stuff. I was like, I have no fuck. I didn't know about any of that shit. But but I do I do respect the filmmakers. Going back to the the shooting part is, is like they're not blaming Pepe himself for 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 causing this really no. terrible thing to happen. Which I feel like some lesser documentaries or, or journalism might might do. You know. Yeah. Well, I can because like you know they really the the em- the empathy of the movie is all about Matt. Right. And I think that's where it belongs. Because, like, you know, I'm not trying to... As much as I want these, like, 4chan people to, like... Kick rocks? Get help, man. Yeah. I mean, not even get help, but just, like, you know, like... You know, I want them to have meaningful, fruitful relationships outside of their computer. Or even within their computer, but not on 4chan, maybe. It's you like know, g- like... Gain some perspective. Yeah, exactly. Like, see see the world for a whole and, and, not, and not see it against you and see it as as a thing you can interact with peacefully. Like I want that for, for those people, but I do not have empathy for them and what they are doing and right. what they are creating. And, and, you know, and I think the, you know, the issue is, and I think this happens a lot with like any forum based internet thing is, is this like, it's not so much like dog piling, but you know, they see it's like, Oh, I'm just doing one little shitty thing. But then when you have like thousands of people doing one little shitty thing, the shitty thing gets really, it, really, it, it's a big it, pile of shit. It's, it's a big pile of shit. And it you snowballs, know? <laughs> it snowballs down the hill. Yeah, and then you got, you know, it's like Indiana Jones when he takes the thing and the ball's rolling down, but the ball's shit. Ugh. He's running away from big shit. Just, you know who Indiana Jones is? Me. I don't want I don't want to be chased by shit. The, the whole that. the whole thing is just uh just like, you know, just a nasty experience. Just like a big thing of shit rolling down, I guess. Big thing a big thing of big. Just thing a nasty shit, experience. Yeah, I'm not about it. Yeah. I'm not about you that. You and life. your Indiana Jones cosplay that you're wearing right now. I was going to ask you about that, but you know, I figured you'd bring it bring it up at some point. This is how I feel comfortable. Cool. cool. I respect This it. is what I yeah, it's, I just like to wear. It's good yeah. fall clothing. I must say. Yeah, well, you know, it's getting a little chillier outside, so I figured, you know, I'd get my my tattered button up, my my uh cowboy adventurer hat, my whip, my uh the brown gun? Leather. He has a he has a gun. He does, right? he's, oh, he has a gun. He uses <laughs> oh, it. Oh, he has a gun. That's true. So my my gun. Um, Your brown my boots. My brown leather jacket. My brown leather jacket. Belts. Um, my my satchel. Yeah. I don't know why we're going through. I mean, obviously, I'm wearing the outfit, as you can see. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's but got yeah. it. He's just checking to see if he has everything. Yeah, and I'm also gonna I'm gonna find some treasure later. Because it belongs in a museum. This movie is. I live near, I live near Dia, so. <laughs> I'll say that yes. this movie is a treasure. This movie is a treasure. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy this movie exists. I'm very happy. I, I thank you for kind of putting it on my radar because I don't think I would have heard of it otherwise. Yeah, yeah, no, I, um, I try to, I try to let people know when I find something cool. I try not to keep it to myself. So yeah, fair enough. So um, I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I'm glad you got a worthwhile experience out of it. And you. I hope, yeah, I hope was, the people that good. are are listening to this get a worthwhile experience out of it as well. It's very cathartic. And if, if nothing else, it should bring some kind of cathartic experience of understanding just what the yeah. hell's been going on the the last few years within the context of this little fucking frog cartoon. 
Yeah, I mean, my my thing to the people listening to this podcast now who have seen the movie, just tell your friend, get get other people to see yeah. this movie because I think it's, I do think it's important. I think it's a really just important documentary, and I think it's um. You know, make your mom watch it. Make your dad watch it. Yeah. Even if your dad, like, show your dad that he's a fucking idiot for voting for Trump. It's like, <laughs> the frog made you do it, you dumbass. Exactly. You fucking, you fucking moron. Exactly, the power of an image. Yeah. yeah. You think you're better, you think you're better than this? You think yeah. you're better than some fuck, you think you're gonna judge some kid for living in their basement? You fucking did the same shit, you moron. So, yeah, shut You stupid dad. Shout outs dad. to, shout outs to the director, Arthur Jones. For making a, uh, yeah. a compelling documentary, I don't, I don't know. If I think he did a lot of the animations too. Yeah, if I remember the credits correctly. Let me let me um, look him up real quick uh, to see if he's done anything else. I, don't... I think he produced um, the Jeffrey Dahmer movie. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's him. Which that movie also, my friend Dahmer is also very fucking good. Yeah, I'm excited to see what subject he uh, tackles next, whether it be a uh, documentary or a feature film. He definitely has my, he's definitely on my radar now, and as well as Matt Fury. Yeah. Uh, he seems like a real genuine dude. And I just want to give him money. I don't know. Yeah, this, <laughs> I just like he, yo, take some money. He seems, I feel bad he seems to you. have a really nice and beautiful family. And uh, yeah. whatever he does next, I, I definitely want to support in in some way, because so, he he seems like he genuinely just wants to like put himself, put his art out there, and he's not really yeah. expecting like like a crazy amount in return. So I think we need more Matt Furies in the world, definitely. just people who are trying to trying to be positive and and uh, they just want what's you know he just seems like someone who genuinely just wants what's best for everyone in the world and you know that's the opposite of of the message that pepe has has been the face of i hope that he's able to win pepe away from the um yeah i guess, I guess like the, one of the things i want to end on is like how do you feel about because I, I think the movie really presents the debate of it really 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 well as short as it is mm-hmm. when he's talking to the anti-defamation people right and they're talking about like how he's just like i kind of want to take it back and and they make uh, the, the the representative in in that interview uh, I think makes a really compelling case for it's like we're not doing that, man. Like it's a symbol of hate. It's gonna be a symbol of hate until it's not. You know, how do you, how do you feel about that kind of uh, I mean, back and forth that they I were mean, having? It's like low key what happened to the swastika. You know, yeah, the, like the the, the, the Nazis co opted the the swastika. It's like the people like that they they don't have an original moan in their body, so they just they just take something else that that meant something else to a different group of people, and they just take it for their own, and they just turn it into something something terrible. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's just true. like it's it's just unfortunate that it had to happen to someone like Matt Fury. Yeah, like, just like the just the nicest dude. Just, it's just it's just pure tragedy, and like you know, it's like maybe it's it's like it's like you. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, kind of things. Like maybe if he right. did get a, a handle on it earlier, he could have prevented it in some way. But I feel like, I feel like the 4chan would have just found something else to yeah. to just turn into a, a hatred symbol, you know. So it's it's you know, he he honestly he did the best that he could, and uh, like the best solution to uh, to like handling intellectual property and it getting like out of hands is is to just get a beat on it early but at at a certain right. point like it's hard to judge like how early that can that can really be like in in the moment you know it's like you know what happened to uh 
George Romero in in the sixties. It's not like you know, it's not like his movie turned into a symbol of hate or anything. But like you know, he accidentally didn't put a a copyright on his original print of Night of the Living Dead, and because of that, it automatically went into the public domain, and the movie just like spread like yeah. wildfire. And he he never made a cent on like one of the most the director of like one of the most influential movies of all time didn't make like a cent off of it. Yeah. So that's that's just another example of just like something getting out of hand. Yeah, it's uh everyone, you know, copyright your shit. I mean even then like, you know, he could have copyright Pepe, but it doesn't matter, you know. Right. Uh I was also very, you know, happy to kind of learn about the the lawyers that were helping him kind of pro bono. I thought that was like, you know, just a symbol of like there are nice people out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. hard to it's hard to see it all the time. It's comforting. And, yeah, but it's just like, all right, there there are good folks out there just trying to help. Mhm. Which is good. Mm-hmm. All right, Jerry Bear. You got anything else to say about the flick before you start wrapping things up? It's you know, as as much of a topic as it talks about like Trump and Alex Jones and racism and hatred and all that stuff. It is it is a uh, positive documentary. At the end of the day, it's yeah, it's it's no, I, it's I very it's very enjoyable. You won't you won't end up walking out of this feeling bad. If anything, you'll end up walking out of it saying, feels good, man. Feels good, man. Well, Jeremy, thank you for joining me. Uh, And thank you, listeners, for for listening. This is not the only podcast on StoryScreen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, reviews, and merch. You can buy a t-shirt, a fucking t-shirt. You can buy a mug, a regular mug, or you can buy a tote bag. Buy seven tote bags. Make a dress. See if I care. I don't. Um, you can also sign up for our, uh, exclusive feed of content. If you really like story screen content, we have more content, uh, through a pay gate, uh, or pay portal or a, uh, $5. You give us a little bit of, you give us a little bit of scratch. We give you a, a, a give us podcast. a little bit of $5. You give us a little bit of $5. You get to listen to an Edgar Wright podcast. You like that? We got that for you. Um, also, and probably most importantly, StoryScreenBeacon.com has the show times for our drive-in theater. And when we can open again, our regular theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, times are weird right now, but we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate your patronage. And we appreciate you watching good movies along with us. Highly recommend the the drive-in experience. Bring bug, bug spray, but yes, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's especially especially now that it's getting a little cooler. Just like bring bring yeah. a nice bring a nice sweatshirt, bring like a bring like a lawn chair or something, and just kick back and watch some like it's just like they they play some real bangers. There's some real classics that That's deserve true. to be seen on a big screen again. We got we got the goods. Yeah. Well, that's all for me. Uh, don't forget, you know, like, share, subscribe comment leave us a review on one of the things that always helps us i think mm-hmm. five stars if it's if you don't think it's a five-star podcast keep it to your fucking self i don't want <laughs> to hear it <laughs> i don't want to know i don't hey, you keep you keep that uh anyway thanks for listening jeremy thanks for joining happy to be here and uh yeah feels good man feels good man bye bye